The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of EricIsMyBanker.com. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from ericismybanker.com. Yes, you are, and happy Saturday happy to you. Happy Saturday to you. Our offspring is off and running. I was going to say our offspring. So are we. Like, whoa. Spring has sprung. <laughs> yes, and apparently offspring come with when spring has sprung. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> just, I'm just I got the bunny thing in the backyard. Uh, you know what? I, I just had that conversation with one of my neighbors because our dogs were playing together. Um, a woman named Debbie, she and her dog Harley play with me and Rusty all the time. Sure. And we were just discussing how we have to be very careful. Because if your dog like sticks his nose in the bushes, he could be trying to get right. bunnies. Oh, could be. The, yeah, absolutely. Because Rusty, unfortunately, has been successful with that mm. a couple of different years in a row. We have one in the backyard who is black and huge. We call That's him That's not a baby. We call him the king. And he's been okay. There for come about, on, seriously, are you trying to set up a joke? I'm not. I'm not. Place, I'm not oh, King yeah, and Bunny. Never even thought about that. Okay. Uh, no, we call him King Bunny, and and he just has lived there for. Jason Parker, if you're listening to my radio show, <laughs> that's right. we're just saying that only in honor of your wonderful hey, mother Jason, and father. Hey, Jason, that's right. That's right. No, no. This this big this They're big awesome dude. People. This guy's been there for a couple years, uh-huh. and in fact, last uh, spring I was out mowing the lawn, and he blocked me. He stood right in front of my mower. Made me stop, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And and he will not let. He well, won't get out of the way. Maybe he had little ones you were about to run over. He had a couple of his wives were off in the bushes, and then they skittered out. And then he go ahead and let me get back to my mowing. Well, so smart, good on him, big old king. He's a big. He's a smart dude. Yeah. yeah so and he's yeah. very chivalrous. He is. He is and <laughs> prolific apparently. Uh, yes, I bet there's a Looking lot of black buddies in your <laughs> in your neighborhood. Then there are. There <laughs> we are. have them all around my place too, because there's all these really great like green That's spaces awesome. and whatnot. I don't remember that growing up as a kid in Seattle. Never saw bunnies. You really? know, we had coyotes, we had possums, we had raccoons, but I never really saw the Maybe rabbits. Maybe they all came over from uh, the San Juans, because be. I do know there's a rabbit problem typically up on. Um, Friday especially, Harbor. Yeah, area, I was going to say San Juan Island, especially. Yeah, San Juan yeah. Island, yep, very yep, much yep. so. Yeah. Yes. So, oh, well, that's all fun. Fun to see it as we kind of get into <laughs> what, spring. What an interesting way to start the show. There you completely go. randomly. How is well, your bunny problem? Send us yes, information us and photos to info at teamreba.com or post it on our social media that's pages. That's right. If you have a question, we'll just hop right on it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, you know what's really funny now that I think about that? Hmm. My last name, Hass, yeah. actually means rabbit. Oh, really? Yes, really. Huh. And you know what? My birth mom, Karen, who most of our listeners know, I met my birth family recently, a few months ago. I think this is hilarious. So her last name is Katzenmeier, which Ooh, means... Very German. Cat farmer. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I was meant to be an animal lover. Well, my name, my name Osnes, Osnes uh-huh. means waterfall by the fjord, or so I'm told. I believe that. And yeah. the way you love water... Mm. 
Yeah, I know yeah. you've been digging your new boat lately. So. Oh, big time. Yeah, so actually you should post some photos and things of uh, your stuff on your social Ooh, media so some I of will. our listeners can see okay. your we'll fun do. new boat. Because we'll you have a power cat, speaking it's of cat. other animals. Yeah, speaking of cats, that's yeah. right. Yeah, power cat. And that cat Most, ha- had uh, had some good fish in the box over the weekend, too, good. which is kind of nice. All right, we like so, that. Yep. So um, do we have any good rates in the box? We do. Do yeah, tell. we do. Because uh, I know last week the rates were phenomenal. Yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of hanging in there. We're just an inch higher than we were last week, but it's uh, the rates are still holding fairly, fairly steady. Mm-hmm. Uh, the okay. economy, in fact, I was reading some reports this morning, and there's some are more, a larger number of economists are, are leaning more towards the economy slowing. Mm-hmm. You know, last last year, of course, we ran at a furious clip, over 3% growth for the economy. Right. The the year so far has started off a little bit slower than that. We're in the twos, you know, and, and could possibly see that slow down just a little bit more. We mm-hmm. don't think we're going into a recession. You know, we're not worried about a huge slowdown in the economy, anything like that. But the rate of increase is, is definitely tapering off a little bit, which, which is fine. The Federal Reserve wants to keep the inflation rate somewhere around 2%. I'm, so I'm down we, with that. We want some inflation. We want prices to increase a little bit mm-hmm. because that uh, if you go the opposite way, it's it's really bad for the economy. So mm-hmm. right now we're, we're pretty close to that target you know, with inflation. Uh, that's taking some of the pressure off of long-term interest rates, which is why mortgage rates are at about a 14-month low point. Yep. You know, right now they're very, and we can see that activity in the real estate market because it has been fast and furious lately. Yes, because affordability is better now. Yes, compared to even three months ago. Oh, totally, significant difference. Hundred percent. Yeah, that that slowdown we had between roughly June through February, maybe. Yes. Like once those rates started dropping again under the four and a half mark. Mm -hmm. Things really, really picked up, and I can tell you, we've definitely seen that competition out uh, in all price ranges. Right, I've well, been having yes. competitive bids in a lot of different price ranges, in a lot of different cities, a lot of different counties, and uh, new construction even is selling at a pretty good clip right now in certain areas and certain price points too. So. Well, and, and you and I, I mean, we both uh, have been working with a lot of mutual clients. Mm-hmm. Our desks are, you know, full of uh, some very fast, Definitely fast full transactions. Of a lot of paperwork. <laughs> you know, we're seeing closings in two weeks, three weeks, mm-hmm. and 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 folks, if 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 you're getting into that market, can I just say we really need you really need to be a fully underwritten, fully approved yes. borrower, please, please, please. Yes. And what's the difference there? You know, between uh, your standard pre-approved borrower and a fully underwritten file. You know, it's a huge significant difference. Mm-hmm. Not every lender will do it. But if you're fully underwritten, that means that you've provided your lender with all your income and mm-hmm. asset documents. They've verified employment. They've done everything in the processing of your loan as far as they, they can go before you found your property. Mm-hmm. So that when you do find that property, we can move really, really quickly. Well, and we had that come on a multiple offer situation just this week, which was mm-hmm. very helpful because we could have a three-week or potentially even mm-hmm. faster closing, right. which was very, um, I'll just say, palatable to that seller because they'd already moved on. Right. Right. They are the the property was vacant, and they really were looking at both price as well as how quickly it could close, yeah. so they could just move on to another part of their they lives. Close now. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to close that next chapter, so mm-hmm. it was uh, critical in how they were being reviewed and the overall terms of things. And I will say, if you are 
the purchaser and you're working with your agent, make sure your agent knows what those things mean. And then on top of it, can your agent explain that to a listing agent who might also be new? Right. Because I will tell you, we lost out on a transaction and that brand new agent right. really didn't understand a lot didn't. of things. And we do think there's a potential that her sellers, rather than her being advocate and educator to them, they were focused only on one factor. And me and another agent had actually done pre-inspections, which is, we always say, two things that cancel deals, that kill deals are financing and inspections. And inspections come first, typically, right? right? And we had a couple of people who went above asking price, did pre-inspections, ready to go, and interestingly enough, when I had a follow-up conversation with that other agent, because we saw each other at the house, he called me up and he said, did you see it went pending inspection? Mm-hmm. And I went, no, I had not seen the status change yet. And we found that interesting, that they looked at some other term versus mm-hmm. the you know reju- reduction of risk, basically, of a cancellation via the inspection. Interesting. And even though yeah. the house is super clean, sellers forget sometimes that that's a subjective review of the property for a buyer. And so if they just get cold feet, you know, you have 12 offers and someone suddenly, because they offered more panics, Mm -hmm. they can use that inspection to get out at, at no cost, right? They'll get everything back. So it's, it's, uh, it's a dicey move. Yeah, we're we're going to yeah. be watching how that thing finally closes out because we think it might come in at a price below what we offered. Well, I actually spoke with that that agent also, and it's it's uh, it her was first listing ever. First listing <laughs> ever. It was a curious. It was a curious conversation because oh, she and, was and curious. This is sort of a testament to picking a good agent who can negotiate and understand the process and everything. Because mm-hmm. you know, when I could get a word in edgewise, she, she was interrupting me about every sentence. She really didn't understand financing. No. She she was asking questions to me about information contract that was terms. on the contract. Oh, I know. You sent me a text. And I was I like, oh, my gosh. Why is she of, not calling me? Yeah, that was kind of frightening. But um, anyway, yeah. so back to rates. Yes, So please. the national average 30-year fixed rate conventional loan right now, mm-hmm. 4.21%. Nice. And 15-year fixed rates are hovering 3.92%. Mm-hmm. FHA and VA uh, we're right at 4%. So nice. just so nice. I And please, if you're a veteran, jump in there. Now is a mm-hmm. really, really good time. We are seeing the sellers paying some closing costs and things like that. Some. So some, not all, but some. And uh, and so it's a, just a really good time. FHA, excuse me, Jumbo, if you're borrowing more than about 753000 in our Kings, Nahomish, and Pierce County markets, you're going to be in the Jumbo category. Uh, 30-year fixed rates, national average right now, 4.12%. So everything is looking nice. extremely Those good Jumbo right loans now. Those delicious and, uh, looking. And, of course, my usual disclaimer here, you know, these rates are going to vary depending on your individual circumstances. Uh, the loan amount, the amount of your down mm-hmm. payment, your credit score especially – you know, can influence uh, the the uh, the interest rate that you'll receive, uh, and if anybody ever wants to do a comparison, run some numbers. You can Where can always, they reach you? You can always reach me at Eric at EricIsMyBanker.com. E R I C, 
ericasmybanker.com. You know, can you remind me, can people schedule appointments with you at your website, ericasmybanker.com, or is that just to do an application? It's it, Actually, that's a really good question. It's just to do an application at this point, okay. uh, but I am also set up. We can do Zoom calls if, mm-hmm. if you want to do, you know, sort of video. Don't want to have to go sit in traffic? Yeah, don't want to sit in traffic. No problem. I don't Who either. likes to sit Who in likes traffic? That? Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, we do plenty of that. So. Some people might do a Zoom call while in traffic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, I hate to admit I did do that the other oh, day. I know. I think <laughs> I, I was on that call. I also had two hours. Yeah. No, you were not. No, I was in my car when we did that call. Yeah. Well, okay, listeners were also going to okay, throw out up. there uh, the reason why we were doing a Zoom call while I was sitting in the car, but I was not moving, was because we are putting together an investors forum. Mm, that's right. That's and right. so that is going to be coming in June. We're scheduling the dates right now with all of our speakers. We have a great lineup of speakers that are going to be there from all kinds of backgrounds that are um, – professionals that you would have if you're an investor, you know, people like CPAs and real estate attorneys, lenders and what have you. But there's going to be more information to come. And if you want to start getting more from us, send an email to info at teamreba.com. Absolutely. That's going to be really, really good. So we'll probably maybe talk a little bit more after the break. Right now we got to go pay some bills. So we'll be right back. Open house with Team Reba. Stay tuned. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Ostness from ericismybanker.com. And I'm Reba from Team Reba. And we're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing you information on real estate and finance. And you know what, Reba? What? Somebody the other day said, I have no class. <laughs> we have class. No comment. Well, well, no, we have class. Yes, combined. I have class. Absolutely, you have class. In fact, <laughs> we have one coming up on April seventeenth. That's true. Yeah. Yes, we have April seventeenth from four to nine p.m. at Claim Jumper in Tequila. That's right. This is the official first time home buyer class sponsored by the Washington State Housing Finance mm-hmm. Commission. That's this right. is the class you need to take and have to take yes. to give you access to special financing programs, zero down financing, mm-hmm. but also so that we can fill your noggin with information on the real estate <laughs> process, how all the financing options, what you really, really need to know when you're buying a home, contracts and how, how right. to avoid getting yourself into a whole hornet's nest of trouble. Yes. And since it's at Claim Jumper, we won't just be filling your noggin. Yeah. We'll be filling your stomach. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Everyone knows the portion sizes at Claim Jumper. One meal feeds four. Oh, good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to buy one plate of nachos. That should cover the whole uh, event. Yeah, it could, could be. Yeah. We have maybe up to 20 people. I don't That's know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> well, we always, we always like to like to keep our keep our classes fun. And, you know, Reba and I, Absolutely. we've been volunteer. We've volunteered volunteer for the state to teach these classes been mm-hmm. doing it for years yep. and uh years and upon so, years. so we kind of like to mix it up every now and then and well you know. different locations different you know options for food you know and, and the thing is is we're doing different days and even nights now because we know that there's people with alternate work schedules of course so this is a perfect one like or if you can get off work early Right? Like maybe you get off work at two thirty, three o'clock. You can still make it on down. You'll be able to get some dinner. You can hang out with us, get the information you need, and that frees your weekend up. That's right. 
or, you know, we'll have, you know, we'll be planning the next quarter coming up very soon. You know, we've got yes. April as the first portion of this second quarter. Uh, obviously, I mentioned the investor forum. That's going to probably be a June timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, May, we're discussing just because mm-hmm. we know that Memorial Weekend and right. things like it's that. Busy so, in there. But yeah. we usually do anywhere from what, eight to 10, mm-hmm. if not more, right. of these classes yeah. every year. So if you want to know what our schedule is, you can either go to the website, teamrebaclasses.com, and you'll see whatever we have scheduled. And you can also sign up there, or you can send a request for information to info at teamreba.com. That's right. So be sure and, and reserve if you or a friend of yours is a first time home mm-hmm. buyer, or even if you've just been out of the market for a while. Right. We you might be f- coming back from uh, when the recession, maybe you went through a short sale or foreclosure. That's, That's right. also an option That's for you. That's right. Even, you know, it was funny. I got a, I got a thank you card from a class we taught just a, yes, a month or so ago. Yes, you sent me a picture ago. of that. So cute. But I would like to know where that tip went. Uh, it's, in my, it's in my brief. <laughs> it's around here somewhere. Are you buying me a so, drink? <laughs> so part of this class, we talk about credit and we yes. dispel some of the myths about credit, many of yes. the myths, and, and also give some really solid tips on what you can mm-hmm. do to very quickly increase your, your credit scores if they need to go that yes. way. This person said, you know, thank you, thank you so much for that information. I was able to get my score up over 700, and now I'm just getting bombarded by offers for credit cards and things like that. <laughs> they so, said their mail, mailbox blew up with offers. <laughs> so, I don't know if that was a compliment or what. It's like, well, sorry, I we made your credit saw, look You better. know what? I think they saw that as a coming-of-age moment. I think so. When you start receiving that, you know you're in You've arrived. a good, yes. That's right. Yes, Absol- that's one of those absolutely. things. And just a reminder for our people out there who have maybe recently purchased a home, or maybe you didn't know about this, there is actually a marketing website that, or marketing mail website that you can go to to reduce your junk mail. Because I do warn all of our clients once they close on a house, by the way, because that's public record, you might want to sign up for this. We usually send them the link. If you want to know what that is, send us an email at info at teamreba.com. We'll get it out to you. But you can get off those mailing lists for up to five years. And to uh, reserve the class again, it's coming up April 17th. That's a Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. It's going to run from 4 to 9 p.m. The class is free. Mm -hmm. So is the food. Yeah. So if you uh, are interested in that, just reach out. Again, what's the website, Reba? Teamrebaclasses.com or send an email to info at teamreba.com. There you go. Yeah. So I was uh, just mentioning a moment ago about how sometimes because of public records, Mm -hmm. people tend to be bombarded by certain things. And that's going to kind of segue right into the gentleman that we have sitting here in the studio mm, with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're going to get to that bombarding moment with, here the one in with a the, second. With the black top coat and the big tall hat? Yeah, totally. Yeah, okay, Yeah, that's, a, that's totally who we have. Thank you for giving that visual to our listeners. So we have with us today Cameron Smock, who is the president and CEO of Bonnie Watson, which is a, uh, how would you describe it? It is a family-owned independent company that has the privilege of being the oldest company in Washington State. We provide funeral and cemetery and cremation services to the greater Seattle area. Yeah, so for our listeners out there, don't just turn the dial off. We're going to have a really interesting and wonderful conversation with Cameron today about a topic that we know a lot of people aren't always really comfortable with. And I think it's going to be really informative um, and just to give everyone a little bit of point of reference, I was having to tell Eric here in the studio before we started that Cameron and I found each other in the most bizarre way, speaking of being bombarded. <laughs> 
correct? That is correct. <laughs> yes. So I get, because I'm a, you know, an entrepreneur and a business owner, so I get lots of phone calls and lots of mail and lots of email and tons of spam and robocalls and all of that. And lo and behold, several months ago, I received this email that I wasn't quite sure if it was a phishing email or not. But there was something about it that made me go, I think it's real. And I contacted my marketing manager, Russ Woods, shout out to Russ, and said, could you please look into this for me and see if these are like real people or someone using this business's name, right? And because I work with a lot of estate sales. And so I found it interesting. I was like, well, you know what? Bonnie Watson, if they're looking for partnerships or anything like that, I, I think I might like to talk to them because I know what happens a lot of times in estates. And, you know, so Russ looked into it and he's like, no, no, that guy actually works there. I went, okay. And so then we started some email interactions and then I tried to reach out to your company. I think it was on Facebook actually. And then we eventually got to each other and I thought, I want you on the show. Because <laughs> <laughs> first of all, I thought, what a unique marketing concept so, so tell our listeners, like, so in your organization, you know, you have these, uh, I guess, booklets or something that you hand out to people because at a time that, you know, and, and listeners, I'll just let you know, back on March 30th is the anniversary of when my dad passed away. And I remember personally having to go through this process with my family on what was going to happen with my dad. And I had the privilege of being with him. Uh, in his final days, uh, and being with my mom and my siblings and I all helping and trying to do things. And, and this was one of the areas we knew we had to, to face, right? And so when you guys were reaching out to me, and right now we are not marketing partners at this point. I want to let our listeners know this is not an ad. Um, but I loved your concept of, hey, we try and provide resources because people are in this state of mind. I mean, can you give kind of an idea of like, why you do what you do that way? Yeah, absolutely. And like you, I've I've been on the other side of the arrangement process. My mother died very suddenly of cancer around the holidays back in 1995. And like your family, the good news for us is my mother had everything taken care of ahead of time. Mm. So it took a lot of pressure off of my father and my three siblings because we weren't left wondering, I wonder what mom wanted. Right. And so the booklet that you met me through is really a resource that we're creating because what we're finding is more and more families are wanting to consider their options and make some decisions ahead of time. Yeah. You know, one of the criticisms of, of my profession is that we see people at a very vulnerable time. Exactly. And the assumption then is that because of that, we're going to be prone to take advantage of them. And so I feel very strongly that if we can get information in front of a family long before a death ever occurs Mm -hmm. so that they can consider their options. And most importantly, they can talk about it with their family. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a gift that, that uh, will keep on giving. Right. Because, and it truly is a gift because my parents had at my urging many years ago done some estate planning, but mostly around, uh, you know, powers of attorney, um, you know, things that they would need for the hospital if something happened, you know, um, but they really did, they didn't get down to this part. And, and actually I, there was a question even in our family of whether or not 
my dad being buried was what he really wanted because some other private conversations between family members had perhaps unearthed that actually he preferred cremation. And so it became a, a, it's a much more difficult discussion to have when you're in that emotional moment, right? Absolutely. And sometimes people will give up more um, just trying to keep the peace or, you know, and maybe you're not then honoring the person in the way that they really truly were hoping, right? So it just, um, to me, and I kind of love the concept for you because just like Eric and I doing our classes, the idea of doing those classes, and that's a two-year certificate, someone doesn't have to come to a class and want to buy a house right this second. They just want to get prepared and know their options and get educated, you know, because that's even like in my own business, the care philosophy is about conduct, advocacy, representation, and excellence. And advocacy for us is also about education, you know, helping people and giving them, you know, good information so they can make good decisions for themselves and not feel pressured in like the instant that it happens, right? To, to know in advance. Absolutely. That's right. So Cameron, uh, and, and I want to touch on a couple things. Number one, you mentioned earlier that this is the oldest company in Washington state of all companies? Of all companies. Yeah. Seriously, all companies, not just your type of company. Correct. Every Every Who industry, knew? every you just profession. Kind of think back to old Seattle, and the yeah. first, the oh first gosh, thing yeah. to come up is the Undertaker, and that's that's really interesting. Well, yeah, you know what? There's, it, there's some argument about what is truly the oldest profession, but <laughs> yeah, but uh-huh. uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we we started in 1868 before Washington became a state. A hundred years before I was be, born, before okay. Seattle became a city. <laughs> Right. And uh, we started in downtown Seattle. A couple of gentlemen had migrated from the East Coast, and they were carpenters. Mm-hmm. And they were contracted to build furniture and to build coffins and to build homes. And uh, that's well, how it evolved. what a mix. <laughs> yeah, so they, our founders actually built the original columns that adorned the front of the University of Washington campus, which is now where the Fairmont Hotel sits. And uh, so that's how it started. They built coffins uh, on the side, and then it evolved from there into embalming and full services. And, and wow, okay, this is fascinating stuff. I can't wait for us to come back and cover more of this. That's right. Well, uh, and we're we are going to be right back. We got to take a real quick break here, but we've got Cameron Smock with us, President CEO of Bonnie Watson. We're talking about the subject that everybody's going to need to face at some point. Celebrating in, in lives. Their life. That's right. Stay tuned. More Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassett. Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from ericismybanker.com. And today we've got Cameron Smock with us, CEO, president of Bonnie Watson. You celebrating the, lives. That's right, celebrating lives. You put the fun in funeral, right? <laughs> Believe it or not, a marketing... You've been dying to say that. A marketing manager once tried to get that to be our slogan, and he was not our marketing manager much longer. Oh, oh boy. Oh, gosh, I can totally understand why. She's saying, don't quit my day job yeah, yet, sure. huh? Yeah. John, uh-huh. rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Okay, so before we went on the break, we were discussing, um, you know, one, the very interesting storied history about your company and how it generated. But during the break, you started to tell us a little bit more 
about what's also unique about your company. Can you share that with our listeners real quick? And mm-hmm. then we're going to dive back into kind of that preparation info. Well, as a lot of industries have gone through transition over the last 20 plus years, the funeral and cemetery profession is no different. And so mm-hmm. I think most people assume that they're still small family owned run companies. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, the opposite is true. In our Seattle area, almost all of the funeral homes and cemeteries are owned by out-of-state corporations. Yeah, and so if you're a listener who's ever watched the show Six Feet Under, that used to be on HBO or Showtime, one of those, like many, many years ago, it's kind of like the struggle from that, just very different storylines, I'm sure, behind the scenes. Exactly. (laughs) And and when I say it, it's not good or bad. It's just one of the things that's different about our company is we've been owned by the same three families for over 100 years. We had the corporations coming, knocking on our door, wanting to throw a lot of money our way, but the families that have owned our company are now in their fifth and sixth generation. Which is really rare. It's so great. And blood has been more important than money to them. And so they've stayed with it. And and it's been a luxury for me in my 30-plus years with the company to to have that level of support and that kind of local family ownership. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, we're saying local. You have multiple locations, correct? We do. We have three locations currently. Our primary location is out near SeaTac Airport, mm-hmm. Washington Memorial Park and Mortuary, uh, which includes a 70-acre cemetery property and, and two crematories. Uh, we also have a location in the Rainier Beach neighborhood of Seattle, okay. uh, Southwest Mortuary. And then we have a location down in Federal Way on uh, Dash Point Road and 312th. What most people are aware of when they hear Bonnie Watson is our flagship location, which was on Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, for over 50 years, uh, we uh, sold that location or that real estate uh, last year, given all of the changing mm-hmm. dynamics with Capitol Hill right. and, and demographics, it, it didn't make sense to continue to operate a funeral home in the core part of the city. Sure. What happened to that location? Do you know? Well, like a lot of redevelopment, uh, they're developing it to its highest and best use. So uh, it's oh, some people got moved? Uh, well, it was a funeral home only, not a cemetery. Okay, thank you. So, thank you for clarity uh, on that because I'm like, yeah. whoa. Well, yeah. no, because every yeah. once in a while, a cemetery does get moved. And it can be quite uh, jarring for people who have their family members interred you know, in a certain location. So it's not, not uncommon for no, it to actually, be done. I learned this, and I, as I was getting ready for our 150th anniversary, I was doing some research on our company, and one of the things I learned is that years ago, over 100 years ago, there was a cemetery down by South Lake Union, mm-hmm. and they wanted to redevelop that area, and so they relocated all of the mm-hmm. human remains to uh, a different cemetery, and they contracted with our founders to move all those bodies and wow. to be as least disruptive as possible. They did it in the middle of the night. Mm. And that's where the term graveyard shift originates from. Oh, what? sure. Is Interesting. my company moving all That's those. like Skid Row. So, yeah. Yeah, that's also a Seattle term. Yeah, that's a Seattle term, too. The yeah. logs. How they had a log skid. That yeah, no, I know. logs down the hill. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. oh, wow. I had no idea that that yeah. was... <clears throat> okay, I'm learning so many interesting factoids. I need to do a trivia show. <laughs> <laughs> 
We should eventually do a team reboot trivia show oh boy. about all these shows. These, like, these types of facts? That'd be quite the undertaking. Oh. 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 I love it though. Need, you know need, I love puns. We need a drum roll. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So let's go back to that preparation discussion though. So you said the resource that you guys are trying to develop is meant to help families prepare in advance. And so what kind of things would be inside of that kind of a, a brochure? It's it's really an informational booklet that not only includes information about the decisions they'll need to make, Mm -hmm. not only specific to the funeral and cemetery and crematory decisions, but also just end-of-life planning, whether it's financial planning, whether it's tax planning, et cetera. Do not resuscitate, powers of attorney, things of that nature. Because there's so much overlap between legal questions and financial questions and tax questions. And so it's really a book that includes a lot of information about all of those different areas. Mm -hmm. And then it also uh, has an opportunity for people to fill out information or to capture information. Mm-hmm. One of the things we experience with A great families, resource to put with your important documents. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. someone will mm-hmm. die and mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're, you know, where did mom put her will? Where that did, is and, 100% and so what I went through. allows them to not only capture information that they'll need, but it also allows them to put down where important documents are stored, et cetera. Yes. And a lot of times people are doing that on their computers nowadays. And if you don't already know your family member's passwords, we ran into this in my father's case. We couldn't access a lot of his stuff because in their situation, what was unfortunate was my parents were hit by a drunk driver and my dad became brain damaged. And then he couldn't remember any of the passwords and didn't have them anywhere for anyone to access. So my mom lost business information. We lost very important details about Mm. certain accounts. Mm -hmm. And, and th- these are the new things people yeah. have to think about. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. The okay. other thing it does is, you know, one of the things about uh, death in our culture, it's, it's a taboo subject. And yeah, which so, is unfortunate. So there's a lot of, you know, misunderstanding or misinformation about what's required and what's going to happen, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Woody Allen, I think, caught our ambivalence of death best when he said, I'm not afraid to die. I just don't want to be there when it happens. <laughs> And I agree with him. <laughs> and so what, what we're trying to do is is give families information ahead of time and really, right. more importantly, getting them to have these discussions with their family. Yeah. Mm. Because what that I hate... That is the most key. What I, what I hate is when I'm sitting across a table from a family, they've just experienced a death, and as a family, they never discussed mm-hmm. what their loved one wanted or didn't want. And it puts more pressure on them. And as you can imagine with the dynamics of the different Mm -hmm. families now, not everyone agrees on everything. And so when you don't have that as kind of a guide, Mm -hmm. uh, it just, it, it adds a level of burden that isn't necessary. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you, I've seen it from my side in the real estate section of it, because what ends up happening when someone passes, and, and I mentioned this, yeah, I, I did this on purpose in some of the first segments of the show of the com- comments about being bombarded by things. Um, what I do know is that when there is a death, it's a public notice, it's a public record. And there are people out there who they pray. I mean, I know you mentioned like people are concerned that maybe, you know, someone in your line of work might be the person doing that. But the, the good people are the ones who are like us, where it's like, no, we come at this with a very... 
um, empathic mindset of, no, we're here to help give you guidance and to be an advocate for you during this very difficult time. But there are definitely people out there that their whole business models are around, oh, find them while it's fresh and get in there. And like, and so I have to warn clients of mine going through things like this, hey, by the way, just be prepared once this happens, you are going to start getting a lot of phone calls. You're going to be getting mail, phone calls. It's going to become extremely distressing. I've had friends of mine who've had a, you know, a parent pass and they'll call me and say, can you please call these agents and tell them to stop calling us? Yeah, it can be overwhelming, and it's it's also you 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 balance that also with with family. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I hate to say it, but there's certain families when when a loved one dies, oh, it's all becomes I've, all about the money. Exactly. And well, and, I had one client in particular that he was the executor, hmm. and he had three siblings, and those three siblings threatened to sue if they didn't all get a certain amount of money out of the house that was to be sold right. as part of the estate. And it was ridiculous because that was actually during the recession when prices were dropping. And, you know, thankfully, the parents had called out the the most kind of uh, together, you know, child uh, to handle to be the executor of the estate. But the other three were horrible with money. And that's why they were doing these threats. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, like I get to see the best and the worst of people sometimes. And that was one of those situations where I got to see the worst. So Cameron, can you talk a little bit about the process? Let's say somebody hasn't done that preparing. They didn't get your booklet. You know, they're, they're coming into this cold. Mm -hmm. How how do you help? What, 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 what can you do to kind of help through that process? Well, first of all, it's important that we make ourselves available to answer questions before the family makes any sorts of decisions. And we really encourage families to consider their options. First of all, we're not the only funeral home provider or cemetery provider. There are many other providers out there. And while we believe very strongly in what we offer families, we want families to have confidence in the decisions they make. And so we encourage families to to call around, ask questions, mm-hmm. and and don't accept answers that aren't willing to make a commitment about what they can and cannot do. The landscape in terms of the profession has changed dramatically because of deregulation. When I got in the profession 35 years ago, to get a funeral establishment license, you needed to have a physical building, you needed to have an arrangement office, a preparation room, etc. Now we have competitors that are operating out of their car, and they'll meet you at the local Starbucks store to make arrangements. And again, that's not a good or bad thing. It's just mm-hmm. know who you're dealing with. Uh, and get your questions answered, and then compare. Uh, There is a lot of things, unfortunately, that have to happen when a death occurs in terms of legal documents that need to be completed, death certificates, Mm -hmm. Social Security, veterans documents, those sorts of things. And so part of the process is the funeral home helping the family complete all of those kind of legal steps. So that's what I'll call part one. Part two is really then deciding what do you want to do and what are your options. Okay. Well, let's go over some of those when we get back after this little break. Absolutely. We've got Cameron Spock here from Bonnie Watson talking about uh, celebrating life and the end of it and what you need to do and need to know to make that as smooth a transition as possible. Stay tuned for more. Open up. 
Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from ericismybanker.com. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we've got Cameron Smock with us, president CEO of Bonnie Watson, the oldest company in Washington State. Yeah. We're learning some amazing information Yeah, thanks so today. much for joining us here today, Cameron. Really, really this glad that you're here. This is even I was hoping for. Well, <laughs> this is, you know, this is a topic that's that's taboo with, with so many people, but it's oh, one yeah. that it's a conversation that you really need to have. And in fact, my, my brother and I, we, my, my dad's um, getting up there a little bit, and he keeps trying to have this conversation with, with my brother and I. And and, uh, you know, my dad's like, hey, I need to show you this. I need to show you that. And we're like, ah, we don't want to know. We don't want to know. But, you know, honestly, we, we do. And, and so we've got it all. You know, yeah. we've got things organized this is and everything. Stuff. It, it absolute, absolutely. Well, and your family is usually so super organized. I would be amazed oh, yeah. that you don't have it's it. It's all you... dialed in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, abs- absolutely. But, you know. Well, it's... okay. So I appreciate what you're saying, but I am going to throw out there like, my parents did a lot of planning, mm-hmm. but they didn't have their plots in place. Okay. So that was interesting. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, that, that's right. So, Cameron, just before the break, we're talking about some of the steps you know, that, that you'll take a family through. So the first one, of course, is all the, the legal part of it, the paperwork, you know, making sure all, that, all that's in order. You know, the next part is really talking about the options uh, available. So, so what's that look like? Well, the first rule of thumb is that there's no right or wrong way to do the um, to make decisions. So, as a family, what what we encourage them to do is to not feel like they have to do things a certain way because that's their perception of how things are done. Mm-hmm. Literally, every family does things a little differently, and there's no mm-hmm. right or wrong way. What's right is what that family wants. And so, when we talk about options, it's really our role in a concise, clear way to be able to explain to the family what their options are after we have had a chance to learn a little bit about the unique life of their loved one, because then we can make recommendations or or share information with them in a way that's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. We're not there to make decisions for the family. We're there to let them know what their options are, uh, answer questions they have, encourage them to consider things in, in one way or another, and then be a resource for them. And so families range from being very simple to being very elaborate. Mm-hmm. One of the things we feel very strongly about is every life is worth celebrating, whether they're rich or poor, mm-hmm. whether they're male or female, it doesn't matter. And and there's there's what's right for them is what's right for them. And so it's not about how much money you're going to spend. It's about what do you want to do to honor the life of your loved one? Right. How can you create a unique celebration that is really going to affirm and honor that life? And how can we help you plan that? That's what our that's what our primary focus is. And and that process is going to involve a couple things, I imagine. One would be you know some sort of you know I, I, you could be involved with a, a f- the funeral itself. Uh, what about, uh, so that's one, and what about the, it's a plot, it could be a burial, it could be a cremation. Is that something that can be done at the last minute, or how, when should people be thinking about, you know, buying that real estate? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And one of the misunderstandings people have is that that if they choose cremation, and in our area, over 75% of the 
individuals that die in our area choose cremation. Oh, really? An assumption that is made, though, is that if they choose cremation, that that limits their choices. And that's the complete opposite. The family that chooses cremation has the same options that a family chooses that chooses burial. It's what you do before the disposition. So are there going to be any services? The funeral home may or may not be involved in them. There's an Mm -hmm. assumption that some people make is that for there to be a service, the funeral home has to be involved, and that's not true at all. Mm -hmm. The service can be anywhere, uh, including the family home, and many of the families we work with do that. Mm -hmm. So part of it is deciding, you know, what sort of gathering or ritual do you want to do? And then second, what is the type of disposition? Do you want to have traditional burial? Do you want to have cremation or entombment? And then beyond that is then, do you want to have a permanent place? Mm-hmm. Whether you bury the human remains or whether you cremate the human remains, you still have human remains left afterward. Right. And so, for example, in our cemetery, we have a whole range of cremation options from above ground, beautiful glass front niches to mm-hmm. scattering gardens around water fountains to mm-hmm. in-ground burial. And... So families have choices, uh, and and so we not only try to educate them on the funeral home side, but also on the cemetery side. And again, I'll get back to what I said before, and that is know what your options are. So don't just focus on one place or one cemetery. Mm-hmm. A lot of times families will choose our cemetery because they have heritage there, and it's important to be close to family. Sure. Got it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But no, that that's not sense. always the case. So right. know what your options are. Consider different uh, different cemeteries and funeral homes and evaluate yeah, and and then well, make are, choices accordingly. There are many things to evaluate. I mean, I just know from, you know, when my father's passing, it was, we did go talk to a couple, you know, and this was in the Midwest, so it's not here, but we did go talk to a few different locations. Um, we also find out that sometimes if you are looking for actual burial, you got to really find out, like, is there even space available? Because many places did not that were kind of within the city limits of where we were um, because they had kind of built out. Um, but then there were some other places that did. And then I found out the odd truth that apparently there are sometimes burial plots available on Craigslist, <laughs> you know, like for people yeah. who change their minds because people do like maybe someone gets remarried and decides they'd prefer a burial lot somewhere else. Or um, maybe, you know, like in the case of my grandparents, they're in one town, but it was like, but no one in the immediate family would probably ever drive to that place anymore to go if they wanted to, you know, sit with my dad. You know, exactly. so to speak, right? Yeah. So there's a lot. And then, of course, with lots of blended families nowadays, all of that kind of comes into play. So, um, yeah, abs- I'm so glad that we have you on here talking about this because there's so many considerations. Yeah, there yeah. really are. And, and and the thing is, is to not get overwhelmed. Uh, I think mm-hmm. because of the, the situation with death and our culture, there's this stigma that's attached to it. But... Mm-hmm. One of the things we just really try to encourage families is to is to take their time, be thoughtful in considering their options. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't make a decision you're not comfortable with. Right. Uh, and most decisions don't have to be made today or tomorrow. So even if they haven't planned ahead, mm-hmm. there is still plenty of time. There's no legal requirement that things happen to have happen within, you know, a short period of time. So the mm-hmm. families have the time they want. It's our responsibility to help mm-hmm. them understand what their options are, help to guide them, 
answer their questions, and then and then hopefully they'll make decisions that they're comfortable mm-hmm. with because they're going to have to live with them for a lifetime. Right. Now, well, I, did, I didn't know that. So if, if we lose a loved one, is there – I always thought you had to move, like, right away. Like, you got a week or, or something like that. Is that – that's not the case then, yeah? It's not the case. Uh, and, and quite frankly, what we try to do sometimes is slow families down because mm-hmm. sometimes when they're rushing, they're not fully thinking through yeah. what – is best for them and what they want. Sure. And so one of the things we do from the first call that we're notified that someone has died is to try to slow down the process so that they can catch their breath, that mm-hmm. as a family they can come together. If they didn't have the conversations before, take some time now and have conversations with each other. Explore what you think you want. One of the things, too, is to balance the different interests. I remember... For years, my father telling me he was a Depression-era uh, mm-hmm. person, and, and he told me, you know, Cameron, just when I die, just, you know, be very simple. and, mm-hmm. and Pine box it. <laughs> pine box it. And I finally got up the courage one day to say, Dad, you know, one of the things that you have to understand is that when you die, it's obviously important for us to honor your wishes. Right. But what you have to understand is that those of us who are left, our needs are going to be different than yours at that point. And so we have to balance those. Mm-hmm. We certainly don't want to not honor your wishes, but you have to let us do things in a way that's going to meet our emotional needs right. because of the grief and the yeah. sense of loss and so forth. And grieving so it's really, is different for everybody. It absolutely yeah, is. So it's sure. really a balancing between what what the deceased wanted and what the wants and needs of the family are. Mm-hmm. Cameron, if somebody wants to reach you, what's the best way? Best way to reach me is uh, by direct line, uh, area code 206-277-5401, or csmock, S-M-O-C-K, at bonniewatson.com. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I hope this is informative for everybody. Join us again more information, you can also go to bonniewatson.com. There you go. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re slash max Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. Preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of EricIsMyBanker.com.